Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. Welcome to Lawrence Podcast. It's Wednesday, August 2nd, 2017. I welcome Professor Solange Martinez, Illegal Alien Mafia, Part 18. How the Mafia Runs Its Court Scam. Shakedowns, takedowns. The innocents are trumped up, railroaded, carted off to jails and prisons. All the while... Money is filtered through the taxpayers, and the game continues, as they always say. Welcome, everyone. Gain knowledge. Good evening, Professor Martinez. Good evening. Uh, thank you, Lawrence, for having me. I'm so glad you can share. So tonight, the illegal alien mafia and its barrage of court scams, when we go to court and and that's any type of uh, court in the United States, family court, criminal court, bankruptcy court, is that correct? Yes, uh, that involves all the courts in the United States and all the judicial system employees controlled by the illegal aliens mafia. And when we talk about employees, that's employees with the judges, district attorneys, uh, Counselors for the uh, lawyers for the people, of course, court employees that key in our cases and give us the next court date that work in the offices, everyone that's involved in the court, correct? Yes, that's correct. So, uh, to, to, go ahead and uh, start off, Professor Martinez, this evening. Tell us about your um, what's happening with this fraudulent court case, better way to put it. Yes, today I wanted to um, go over um, my co- court case, which is a sample case, because what I found in my 16 years research was that a lot of uh, victims of the illegal aliens mafia are very hesitant to, the, uh, to uh, attest against the illegal aliens mafia or its members because they are uh, abused, subjugated, bullied, uh, and uh, they are hunted down like animals by illegal alias mafia members. So what I found was um, best to do was to take uh, my case or to my mother case, uh, to take my mother's case and use them as sample cases uh, to show the uh, victims of the illegal alias mafia how the mafia uh, hunts you down, uh, how they um, isolate you, they strip you down, uh, they act like strip you, and um, just treat you and do all all sorts of um, diabolical things, I would say, to you in order for them to continue with their trafficking of citizens' identities and government benefits. And I'm going to talk about uh, today about um, certain scams, specific scams, uh, which uh, entails 
entailed uh, illegal evictions, um, fabricated cases in, pro in prosecution, um, ineffective counsel, uh, when uh, lawyers are told not to, to stand down, basically, not to uh, practice effective counsel uh, with regard to their clients. Uh, and this uh, doesn't mean that uh, only public defenders do that. They do that with private attorneys who are being paid a lot of money also. So don't think, oh, that's not going to happen to me because my attorney is a private attorney. I'm paying him a lot of money to um, defend me, so he's going to defend me. Once your attorney is contacted by a judge or the members of the judicial system employees, trust me, He's going to um, do what they tell, them, tell him to do or tell her to do, or he's going to want out of the, the situation. So he's going to do everything possible for you to fire him. And uh, moving right along, um, the scam uh, consists of other things like hiding your profile. You ask for your, your um, criminal, quote-unquote, file, and they deny that to you. Um, there is conspiracy from the moment you enter the courtroom that you speak to the uh, uh, court uh, clerk to the moment that you exit that courtroom. Please, um, uh, I want to make sure I understand something real clear. A, a bought verdict, as you explained. So basically, uh, Professor Martinez, we as victims, if we're normally half the time, if we are summoned to court, it's on some trumped-up charge and handled by some handled by court employees that are not handling our case like they would handle normal citizens. Is that correct? That are not victims. That's correct. In other words, they will uh, handle your case if you are an illegal alien uh, mafia illegal aliens mafia victim. They're going to uh, corrupt your case and falsify court records and legal records in order for you to lose your case or worse to uh, uh, be put in jail. My God. And of course, like they wish for us to be buried in a, a same asylum, if they could bury us in the jails or prisons, we are never heard of again and we are assassinated there. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Uh, and I, I don't know if you remember when I was supposed to be arrested on May 21st, uh, 2017, at approximately 8.30 a.m. I remember that um, uh, my uh, rapist and sodomizer, uh, Esteban Diaz-Rivera, um, committed criminal mischief, uh, which means that he came uh, and purposely damaged my property on this occasion, he uh, got into my car, uh, my 4x4, four four, so you're a forerunner, uh, and uh, he broke something inside, uh, and uh, he had previously stolen the gasoline. Uh, he uh, had uh, stolen the oil of the uh, vehicle, and uh, he does that because he's a mechanic, and he knows how to jack up the cars, uh, the vehicles, and basically unscrewed whatever is uh, under the uh, oil and put something, a bucket or something, uh, under that and take the oil out. So out. 
So uh, when uh, the illegal aliens mafia victims realize that uh, uh, they are driving on the street with uh, no oil in their motor, and if they don't uh, react right away, what happens is that the motor stops, and then you have to get another motor motor for your car, which is, uh, you know, very expensive, uh, maybe two or $3,000 for a, a new motor because uh, illegal aliens mafia victims like this uh, assassin um, does this to you with the aiding and abetting of the police. So when he committed criminal mischief regarding my vehicle, my property, on the 21st of uh, May 2017, uh, my mother told me to call the police. So I called the police, uh, and uh, they came supposedly to do a report because uh, he, I had previously filed uh, for another protection against him, so I had another protection against him, which he had, which which he had violated on the 21st of May, uh, and uh, when the police came, they were supposed to uh, file the report, the police report, and go and arrest him because he violated the other protection that I had against him. So what did they do? They uh, supposedly arrested me and took me to jail. Um, the assassin uh, working as a police officer who falsely uh, arrested me, um, police officer Ron, uh, was the one, uh, and I have his, his batch number. His batch number uh, is 453. So he uh, handcuffed me, and the handcuffs were so tight, it was cutting, they were cutting through my bones. And I have very... Uh, thin um, wrist. So uh, you can tell that that is, that is personal because if he was doing uh, that to me, uh, that means that he the case is personal, not uh, a legal case. Because if you are a police officer and you want to and you go and arrest somebody because they have committed a crime, then you go and arrest them, handcuff them, and uh, take them to jail. But uh, he uh, uh, handcuffed me, uh, and the handcuffs were so tight, were put so tight that uh, it was cutting to my bones. He also refused to let me wear a coat in the middle of the winter. So when I got to the um, jail, I was freezing there because uh, what they do is they lower the heat when it's a personal, not a legal case against you. They lower the heat, uh, and they let you freeze to death because when that happens, your immune system gets very weak. It also, if they keep you up like they did with me, they were banging up at my um, cell bars uh, all night, uh, every two hours or so, um, and I couldn't sleep. Uh, and that also, the deprivation of sleep makes your uh, immune system very weak. And so they knew that the illegal aliens mafia knew that my lungs were weak because they had access to, the DSS department uh, commissioners have access to my medical file, obviously, because they are uh, government employees and they get access to that for the purpose of paying your bills, your medical bills, etc. So they were the only ones who knew that. And prior to that, I had never told anybody uh, on the show or outside of the show that I had weekly homes. So that's why I knew that that was the illegal aliens mafia acting up, quote unquote, because I have been doing this this show, and I have been informing the um, people, uh, the citizens, 
about their different scams and about uh, how they hunt down the citizens in order to keep uh, stealing their identities and government benefits and keep selling them to illegals in our country and illegal aliens mafia members so they can continue to get a free ride, quote-unquote, continue to get free health care, free housing, free uh, utility, um, electricity and gas assistance, and uh, free clothing, free money for furniture, and uh, free um, pensions that other people work for all their lives. Uh, so this is um, one of the uh, things that they do when um, they uh, see that you are um, defending yourself and that you are uh, fighting or part of the resistance. So um, after my false arrest, of course, they deny me um, the right of seeing my file because I asked for my file. And I should mention uh, that when I was falsely arrested, when I called the police uh, because my rapist and um, sodomizer, uh, who is an assassin and has killed two women before, uh, and I, I went to the um, to the uh, district attorney's office and I informed uh, the district attorney um, that he uh, had killed these two women. They looked at me very surprisingly and in a very surprised way and, and uh, so as to say, how does she know? And that's how I realized that the uh, district attorney knows uh, his crime and ate and abate him, and that's why the police ate and abate him. So when I called the police, going back to the 21st of May, and uh, I uh, thought that they were going to arrest him because of criminal mischief and violating the court order that I had against him, and they thought he arrested me, then I said, well, this is conspiracy, and they are um, doing what they always do. They continue their uh, uh, their railroading of uh, citizens who do not agree with what uh, they are doing. So as I uh, said before, they uh, do this. They uh, follow different patterns, and they uh, have different scams. The scam of illegal addiction, uh, the scam of um, fabricating cases against uh, illegal aliens mafia victims, uh, the scam of ineffective counsel. Uh, the scam of um, hiding your file from you because they falsified information about you and um, charge you with things that you have never uh, done. They don't want you to see your file so because it's falsified. Uh, and then you can use that against them if you see that they are falsifying uh, your file. Uh, they do uh, uh, conspiracy scams, which is what they do with the police officers. And they also... Um, the, the um, uh, practicing from the bench scam, which is uh, when they have judges um, not hear your side of the story and the other side, uh, just uh, take the paperwork, look at the paperwork, and then rule on the paperwork without giving you your constitutional right of uh, saying your piece which is cited in the United States Constitution. They have, they're supposed to listen to both sides and then uh, uh, make a decision, not make a decision without letting you speak or without listening to both sides. So that's, um, uh, that's the scam that they use. Um, Professor Martinez, I just want to um, just go over 
<clears throat> excuse me, I just want to go over one or two points just that make sure we know what's going on. Uh, court scams is the games that these courts, whatever courts you've been summoned to, court, a family court or a criminal court or a traffic court, uh, it's a scam to get money out of you and or prison sentence time, railroading you. Now, ineffectual counsel, that means the, uh, the if you don't can't afford an attorney, the court will provide an attorney for you, but this ineffectual lawyer, your lawyer, is not fighting for you. Is that what ineffectual counsel means? Yes, ineffective counsel means that your lawyer is supposed to uh, practice effective counsel with you or do something that, effect, uh, effect, uh, 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 that affects you in a good way, uh, but what they do is they stand down because the uh, illegal alias mafia judge that is part of the, the illegal alias mafia team that they got for you in a court of law, it could be landlord sentence or it could be traffic law or it could be any court of law, this illegal alias mafia team is acting against your interest, uh, including the lawyer that you are paying uh, to uh, to uh, defend you, uh, he's not or she's not going to defend you. And if it's not a public defendant, defendant, it doesn't make a difference because if you are paying, I have paid lawyers five hundred dollars per per uh, hour, and when they walk into the room, the uh, judge uh, asks them to to speak to one of their assistants or send somebody to speak with them, and once they come out of of that room. They are the worst enemy that you can ever have. And um, this is ineffective counsel because effective counsel is when they do their job and they can be disbarred for this. It, uh, it is proven that they know, they knew uh, what to do and they didn't do it. Like, for example, and I use my case because uh, I found it difficult to get somebody to, to attest or testified against the illegal alias mafia. So what do I do? I use my case uh, so people can see how um, they um, go against you and they uh, conspire against you. In my case, uh, my um, accuser or my persecutor, persecutor, illegal alias mafia member, Esteban Diaz Rivera, uh, the illegal alias mafia got him to sign documents that um, were placed in the uh, family court, which is the wrong court, which invalidates invalidate, uh, the, the, the claim against me, the one that supposedly I was falsely arrested for. So um, they went to family court. They prepared everything for him. They said, uh, sign here because he doesn't know how to read or write. But if you tell him to, to sign somewhere, he signs because he knows how to write his name. Uh, and... Um, my uh, lawyer, uh, Mr. John Menard, middle initial uh, I, as in India, he knew that the case was put in the family court and it was not supposed to be put in the family court. It was supposed to be uh, entered in, in the civil court of, the, of uh, the Monroe County, not the family court. Why? Because to file an order of protection uh, uh, in a family court, um, so to file to file a claim in the family court, you need two things. If one of those two things uh, does not exist, you cannot file it in the family court. Because why? Because it invalidates your claim. 
So the two things that you need to file a claim in the family court uh, in the domestic violence, uh, uh, in a domestic violence case, uh, is uh, that the person or the, the couple live together under the same roof. That's number one. And number two, that they are related biologically, so they are family members, or that they are husband and wife, or they have children together, but they have to live together and they have to be related uh, biologically or romantically. And the person, the illegal aliens mafia member who, who they, whom they used to, to file a court order against me, an order of protection against me, is not related to me and we were not living under the same roof at the time of the filing because he, he was my mother's landlord we knew each other on a personal level for about three weeks when I realized that he was a criminal and I checked him out and that he was an assassin. I uh, did not want anything to do with him and my mother did not want anything to do with him either. So uh, on March of 2000, March 9th of 2017, he moved out of the uh, apartment, out of the house, uh, and disconnected the utilities, and which is a crime because my mother, who rented the uh, space in the house uh, from him, uh, rented the space with the utilities. And so he having this, the, the utilities disconnected constitutes a crime. Uh, and also, um, when he moved out of the house on March 9, 2017, uh, and um, he uh, filed the order of protection uh, against me on May 2nd, 2017, two months later, that right there constitutes um, uh, an invalidation of his claim because he filed the claim in the family court and he was in the wrong court. You cannot file a divorce in, the bankruptcy, uh, in a bankruptcy court and you cannot file for bankruptcy uh, in the family court. You have to file your claim in the right court. So my attorney, John Menard, knew this, and uh, he knew that he could not knock, count, knock down the case just based on that, let alone that the uh, order of protection that was filed against me is unconstitutional. Why? Because it violates the Constitution of the United States. It prevents me from exercising my freedom of speech and my freedom of press within the United States anywhere in the United States, that's what the order of protection says, that I cannot exercise freedom of speech or freedom of press anywhere of the United States. And that is not a federal law, a court law, I mean a court. It is a local court, so it has no jurisdiction over the United States of America, over all the states of the United States of America. It only has local jurisdiction. So besides uh, the claim being invalidated because it was filed in the wrong court, it, is, it should have been invalidated because it violates the United States Constitution. That's why when he agreed uh, with Judge Gallagher to come to court on the 21st of June, June 2017, uh, Judge Gallagher told him not to come to court because he knew that he could say, well, I, can, I want to invalidate that court order because of what I uh, just explained to you. It, it, it was filed in the wrong court. It is unconstitutional. And it was filed in the, filed in the wrong court because um, 
my uh, uh, my my client, Professor Martinez, was not living together at the time, and uh, with uh, Mr. Esteban Diaz Rivera, Rivera, and um, they were not related by blood or any other uh, romantic um, relationship. So uh, right there, the, the uh, he could have knocked down the court order, but he didn't. That's why the Judge Gallagher told him not to show up in court so he could uh, violate my Sixth Amendment right, which is the right of counsel, uh, the right to have my attorney present uh, in a hearing. Uh, and he quickly uh, removed the name of the attorney um, that uh, issued the court order, the unconstitutional court order against me, Paul um, Riordan, middle initial Emma Mary, and uh, quickly put his name, because he's a real judge, Judge Gallagher, he quickly put his name on the um, court order, but he didn't put it on the same original court, unconstitutional court order. He uh, put it on a generic court order that doesn't reflect the content of the first court order. So, uh, and they don't want to talk about the first court order anymore. So, um, they uh, say they uh, say that they refer to the first court order, unconstitutional in, uh, illegal court order, as the other case that Mr. Esteban Diaz Rivera have against you. The other case, they would never say the first court order because they want to uh, use the uh, generic court order issued by um, George Gallagher. Uh, against me on the 21st of uh, June 2017 uh, by removing the first, uh, uh, the uh, attorney who issued the first unconstitutional court order, and then uh, he's going to say, well, the first court order is this, this court order. This is not um, the second court order. I just uh, signed it because uh, he, uh, we switched the, uh, the, the uh, magistrate, or we switch the, the person who issued the court order. So what does that show? That shows conspiracy because he told my attorney not to show up in court that day. He violated my Sixth Amendment right, the right of counsel, and then he went ahead and without listening to both sides and without listening to what I had to say, he issued a, a court order against me, uh, and that constitutes a violation of the vulture's rule. What is uh, a violation of the vulture's rule? It is a, a, a rule that prevents the, prevents the judges from practicing from the bench, or in other words, from issuing uh, court orders or uh, signing court uh, documents without listening to both sides and without uh, listening to the defendant uh, or the accuser. That's what uh, practicing from the bench is. And the vulture rule, vulture's rule says that this is a high misdemeanor. So the judge is not only in violation of U.S. law, when he does that, he practices from the bench, like Judge Gallagher did with me on the 21st of uh, June 2017. He uh, is uh, supposed to receive a ticket. He's supposed to be processed legally and receive a ticket uh, uh, for um, a high misdemeanor, like it is cited on uh, US, uh, on the uh, on the law, U.S. law.
So he violated my Sixth Amendment right. He uh, removed um, the uh, name of the attorney who issued the first uh, order of protection against me, which was unconstitutional. He also uh, prevented me from having effective counsel when he told my attorney not to show up in court. Uh, and he also turned off the camera when he violated my Sixth Amendment right and uh, issued the second uh, court order against me without listening to me or to, the, uh, uh, to my accuser. So that shows conspiracy, and this is why I filed a peremptory challenge against him, which is the same thing as a recusal form against him. So he can recuse himself from the case because uh, he is acting, he has shown evidence uh, that uh, illustrates, illustrates that he is acting against my best interest in a malicious way. And he has conspired against me. That's why he cannot continue with the case. Now, so also, when this happens, I want to ask you something, Mr. Martinez. Mr. How does this man, I'm listening to all the things you've told me, and they are, uh, he is very much practicing from the bench. How does he, uh, when he does these uh, orders, you know, reissuing a warrant, um, you know, the vulture uh, rule. Um, how does he actually, when it comes to just communicating with you while you're in court, is he hostile towards you? Is he rude or? Oh, very much. It is very obvious that he, uh, this case, the case against me is a personal case, not a legal case. Because when I speak with him, I speak with him with respect, calm, uh, cool, and collected. And I speak um, very uh, uh, low, in a low voice, and uh, very polite. And he talks to me like if he was barking. He talks to me uh, in a threaten, threatening, uh, coercive way. And he tells me that uh, he doesn't care, and I quote, I don't care um, what, you're gonna, what you have to say. I don't care if uh, Mr. Esteban Diaz Rivera violates any rules or violates your order of protection or uh, commits any crimes. I don't care. You are here to declare yourself guilty, and you have 24 hours to de declare yourself guilty. That's not uh, a partial judge. When a person talks to you like that, that's not, that doesn't show partiality. I remember on the 24th of uh, June, of July, 2017, when this judge told my counsel again, uh, my lawyer, not to show up in court. This was the second time. He did it on the 21st of June, and then he did it again on the 27th, I mean 26th of July, and my attorney didn't show up. So uh, he, he sent his um, police officer, his female police officer, uh, to tell me to call my attorney because he's not showing up. But since I knew that he told my attorney not to show up because if, if he didn't, my attorney would not uh, dare not to show up in court after he told him that he was going to be in court. So I said to the um, to the police officer, well, I don't have the, the phone number for my attorney, so um, I don't know what we're going to do, but uh, the judge has uh, the phone number for the attorney because he's his friend. Uh, and so the police officer went and told him that, and so he called him over the phone. When he called him over the phone, 
he told him, uh, the Josh, Josh Gallagher told my attorney, John Menard, uh, that he um, gave me, quote unquote, 48 hours to declare myself guilty. And he told me that if I didn't declare myself guilty, he, he could give me uh, one year in jail. And this is when he told me that uh, we were not uh, there to, uh, for me to say anything uh, about my, the person that I got the order of possession against, Mr. Esteban Diaz-Rivera, the person that violated the order of possession that I, that I got against him, which is, by the way, a criminal order of possession because he has a rape, sodomization, criminal mischief, um, strangulation, and other serious crimes. So it should not be in the family court. It should be because we're not family. And we were not family at the time I filed that. So they told me to file, they forced me to file uh, that uh, case in the family court, but it should be in the criminal court, but they don't want uh, me to file in the, in the criminal court because it is not convenient for the criminal that they are aiding and abating. So the judge, Gallagher, uh, the judge told me that uh, I was there to declare myself guilty and that he gave me 20, uh, 48 hours to declare myself guilty or he can give me he could give me one year in jail. And he also told um, the uh, judge, the attorney for, excuse me, the attorney for uh, the criminal uh, that raped and sodomized me, uh, Esteban Diaz Rivera, uh, that he, uh, he did not need to show up in court um, and uh, he didn't have to come back to court. So, um, because uh, uh, the judge and the attorney um, which whose name is uh, Edward uh, McLeanathan uh, is the attorney's name. Uh, the attorney and the judge was, were going to, quote-unquote, take care of it. So I don't know exactly what they meant by take care of it, but he didn't have to show up in court. In the meantime, I had to show up in court. So after that, I found out that the reason why, because I, I was, thinking, how come the judge is telling me to go home and to um, come back in two days to the court? Because they usually give you like two weeks, you know, or, or at least a week, but two days. So then I found out later, later on, that Mr. Esteban Diaz Rivera had a hearing on the 26th, uh, on the uh, 26th, this was the 24th of uh, July, uh, the Josh Gallagher wanted me to come back to the uh, courtroom before him on the 26th, two, day, two days later. Uh, and he did that because he knew that on the 26th, Esteban Diaz Rivera had a court hearing uh, for the um, uh, petty larceny, which is uh, stealing the brakes of my Toyota Corolla, my car. And he did, and Josh Gallagher did not want me to go to that a hearing to testify against his um, um, uh, uh, his uh, protected criminal, uh, Esteban Diaz Rivera. So what does he do? He tells me come back on the 26th. I want you to see, I want to see you back here on the 26th at 9:30 a.m. The same day and the same time that I was supposed to be testifying against Esteban Diaz Rivera in the other court uh, because he stole my car break uh, in. Uh, I uh, had another protection against him, so uh, which he, he um, constantly violates, by the way. 
So the judge knew that he was going to have this hearing, and he did not want me to testify because if, if I testified, then uh, the judge, uh, Judge uh, Teresa D. Middle Initial uh, Johnson, uh, the judge was not going to be able to um, knock, down, knock down the order of protection that I have against uh, illegal aliens mafia member Esteban Diaz Rivera. So they conspired against me, and they uh, ended up having me go back before Judge Gallagher while Esteban Diaz Rivera went back before Judge um, Teresa uh, D. Johnson, which, uh, by the way, is the same judge that uh, is illegally evicting us, uh, illegally evicted us on the 16th of June, 2017, uh, and told us uh, that she didn't want to see the um, rent receipt that showed that we are tenants uh, because if we are tenants, then she could not uh, evict us. She had us uh, as occupants uh, on the court record because uh, occupants can be evicted, but tenants cannot until the house is sold uh, and the new owner does the paperwork, which which gives us three more months to find an apartment in a better neighborhood and move out. So coincidentally, the same um, landlord and t- landlord and tenant judge uh, turned out to be uh, in the family court. Uh, the same landlord and tenant judge that illegally evicted my chronically ill elderly mother and myself uh, is the same family court judge that is listening to the hearing. Uh, in Esteban Diaz Rivera's case, which uh, I am prevented uh, from assisting since Judge Gallagher is ordering me to go before him at the same uh, time on the same date that Esteban Diaz Rivera has this hearing and I'm supposed to be testifying against him. That's conspiracy. And that's the scam, one of the scams that they run against the citizens. So the citizens cannot... uh, uh, go against the one-way um, court proceedings uh, and cannot uh, defend uh, his or herself. Uh, well, the citizens cannot defend th- themselves and cannot go against their persecutors. My God. Um, then I have a question. Um, by At the same time, so the judge willingly scheduled you when he knew you really needed to testify against this that same day and time, the other judge is evicting you that's hearing his case, and I'm sure that that judge is a mafia member too, correct? Does that mean the case got thrown out, Professor Martinez? Yes, that's exactly right, because how come if you are uh, a landlord and tenant uh, court judge, how come then you show up as a family court judge? And listening to the the case uh, of the uh, rapist and uh, sodomizer that is illegally evicting uh, the, his victim, isn't that too much of a coincidence? Yeah, yeah you, you ain't lying. Plus, on top of that, he's guilty of felony rape and sodomy, which I believe is against the law in all states. Exactly. So, so that means that John, that Judge Johnson is, of course, an illegal alien mafia member, just as well uh, like Judge Gallagher. Correct? Both of them are members, right? 
Exactly, and they are conspiring against uh, uh, my mother and I because we are victims of this creep who stole and sold our identities, who stole more than $20,000 from us uh, in the property, who has uh, committed criminal mischief against um, our, our vehicles, and who uh, deprived us from our government benefits since he sold our identities, and now two women have been uh, defrauding the USA government or stealing from the USA government with our identities because they have been getting our government benefits, housing, uh, utility benefits, uh, utility assistance benefits, uh, money in cash, tenos, uh, which is $470 for me every month since I'm my, my, mother, my mother's caretaker, and my mother's housing um, uh, assistance. Uh, so they are living in the apartment that my mother uh, I, and I are supposed to be living and getting uh, the food stamps, the Medicaid, and everything else. Uh, and uh, this is because this um, illegal alien mafia member stole and sold our identities uh, because he has connections with the local DSS department in Monroe County in the state of New York, where we are. And so uh, besides that, uh, these uh, two judges are railroading us. Uh, one is illegally evicting us. The other one is railroading me in court and wants, wants to put me in jail. He wants to force me to declare myself guilty to, so he could put me in jail with no problem because he knows that the case is fabricated, and he knows that he has to do that very fast because anything, uh, everything that he has done can be found out, and he can not only lose his job, but he can also go go to jail because he has committed a high misdemeanor. He has committed conspiracy because it's very clear that he, as a judge, knew that uh, I was supposed to go testify uh, against uh, Esteban Diaz Rivera and tell this judge, uh, uh, Teresa D. Johnson, uh, this the middle initial, that he committed criminal mischief against me and my mother, that he stole about $20,000 worth of property. Uh, uh, from me and my mother that he stole money from, from us and that he threw a uh, plate on my mother, that he disconnected the uh, utilities uh, when we were uh, about 50 degrees uh, here in, in upstate New York and my mother is chronically ill, that's elderly abuse. So that for that only, he gets four to eight years in jail. So it was in the best interest of Judge Gallagher uh, and this other judge, Judge Teresa, the uh, middle initial Johnson that I did not go to testify against uh, Esteban during that hearing, which was held the same exact date uh, at the same exact time that Judge Gallagher wanted me in his courtroom on uh, July 26, 2017, at 9:30 a.m. Okay, um, I want to make sure I get this uh, other judge's name uh, correct. Sir. Her first name is, is Teresa, her last name is Johnson, and her yes. middle initial is what again? Uh, D as in David. D as in David, Teresa D. Johnson. And let, let me make sure I understand this correct. Judge Johnson was supposed to not only had that creep of Stefan Diaz Rivera in court on the 26th of July, 9.30 a.m., for, I believe you said petty theft because he uh, stole your brakes on your vehicle. Um, am I understanding something right? Is Judge Johnson also in the family court as well? Well, 
when a judge is in is a landlord and tenant uh, judge, is a that judge is uh, for that court only. Uh, she cannot he or, or she cannot be going back and forth to family court. So obviously she's not a family uh, court uh, judge because she practices in the landlord and tenant court. And if she is a family court judge, then she would not be practices practicing in the landlord and tenant um, court. So right there, that shows that something is not right because uh, it is very coincidental that she is illegally evicting us knowing that we are tenants, not occupants, and she's listing us as, as occupants in order for he, her to be able to evict us so uh, um, Esteban can come back to this house after we leave and he can rent the disabled apartments that he was given because he qualifies for Section 8, he qualifies for uh, a disabled apartment, he qualifies for um, a, a, a caretaker or a home attendant. He qualifies for food stamps, and he qualifies for all the government benefits uh, that exist because he's 30, 33 years old. He's young. Uh, he works under the table, and uh, he gets uh, $500 to $1,000 every week, uh, and he sells his food stamps. He sells his Section 8. He's going to sell his... Um, uh, apartment for the disabled that he was given, and he's going to come back to this house. So he qualifies for everything. But my mother, who has dozens of years of work in this country, has paid a lot of taxes and has never worked off the books, uh, and she has cancer and about 12 other chronic illnesses, she doesn't qualify for anything, according to the Department of Social Services. And she's also 66 years old, but she doesn't qualify for anything. The young people who can work and who do work but of the book uh, that belong to the illegal aliens mafia, they qualify for, for everything. But um, the citizens who worked hard uh, in this country, they don't qualify for anything. So um, this is insane to even listen at it, but everyone take just a five-second five second breather. Do you understand how things in this world, when we're victims of our world, is being tossed upside down? There is no reason that Professor Martinez needs to be in this damn court whatsoever. But I can't believe a judge that is the same judge that needs to hear this rapist creep that stole your car brake is also on your documents that's evicting you. Uh, I have one last question, uh, Professor Martinez. Don't most notices from the court are mailed out to you? Are you telling us that Judge Johnson did not bother to even send you a summons to court to let you know you have to be there about this guy stealing your car break? Exactly right. But the mafia intercepted your mail, is that correct? Uh, that's exactly right. She did not send me a summons. Uh, to present myself in court, uh, and uh, the DA who has uh, been handling the uh, case for Esteban Diaz Rivera regarding his violation of, you know, his regarding his, his violation of the law um, when he stole my card break, which is petty theft. Uh, his name is Michael Caranante, and he claims that he had my um, address on the. Uh, 
court records and police records, but nowhere could he ever find my phone number. So he couldn't um, he couldn't call me. How sad! Uh, and he um, sent me a letter. Uh, the uh, case was going to be held uh, on the 26th of Ju- July uh, at 9:30 a.m. Uh, he sent me a letter on the 25th. Two five of July, uh, and uh, the letter got to me on the 31st of uh, July, four days after, uh, no, five days after the hearing was held with Judge uh, D. Uh, Teresa D. Johnson. What a coincidence. You're lying about a coincidence. Uh, would you happen to know what the dispo was on that? What did this judge say after that hearing? Well, the judge says, since I didn't present myself, because if you have an order of protection against somebody who is committing a crime against a crime against you, and he has a hearing, and you sh- you don't show up in court, that means that you are not interested uh, in having this person pay for what he did to you. So the judge is knocking down the order of protection that I have, the criminal order of protection that I have against Esteban Diaz Rivera on the 18th of. Um, August 2017. So she's illegally evicting us on the 16th. Uh, the marshal is going to come and take uh, our stuff out on the uh, 16th. And on the 18th, he's free to come home uh, and rent the uh, apartment for the uh, disabled people that he was given by the Department of Social Services. But they cannot give an apartment to my elderly and chronically ill epileptic mother who is dying of cancer because she doesn't qualify. She is too young to qualify and too healthy. But he, who, who doesn't have one chronic illness, one chronic illness qualifies for the disabled apartment, and now he's going to rent it like he did with the Section 8, and he's going to come back to the home uh, with no worries because she knocked down the uh, order of protection on the 18th of August, 2017, and we are leaving on the 16th. What? This is horrible. This is just tragic. Would you please explain the difference, because I, I want to make sure we all understand. What, by law, what is the real difference of, a, difference of an occupant versus a tenant? The difference is that an occupant is somebody that uh, finds a house uh, and uh, nobody's there, for example, and enters the house and, and lives there without any permission. A tenant is somebody that is, uh, rented, is renting in a house and has certain legal rights that you cannot kick out of the house just like that. So um, because uh, the house uh, was not sold, they couldn't really... Um, they couldn't evict us because the, the law says that if the house is sold, then they can give us three months to leave and to do the paperwork after the, the new owner buys the home. So uh, we had three months, but the house is, is going to be difficult to be sold. Why? Because it is in the ghetto. It is in a, in a, uh, in a, in a, in a area that... Uh, it's not easy to live in. So um, they know that the house is not going to be sold for many years. So they want to continue to pay for the utilities for Esteban Diaz Rivera, who is a criminal and a rapist, uh, who kills uh, uh, people for money uh, as per the mafia's request. 
And while they pay the, the taxpayers, they use the taxpayers to pay for the utilities and uh, gives him food stamps and, and all that that he sells, by the way. And he's selling drugs on the street. Um, while uh, he does that, they want him in here so they can use the taxpayers' money to support him while he rents rooms in this house because the house has uh, one, two, four, um, four or five um, rooms, um, bedrooms. So he rents rooms uh, and he gets welfare money uh, and he gets the taxpayers to pay for, for uh, everything that he needs. So he defrauds the taxpayers uh, with the aid and abate of the Department of Social Services and the uh, local judicial system employees. And he also rents, uh, gets rents uh, from, the, um, from the renting of rooms. So he wins uh, all, all around. He doesn't get uh, prosecuted by being an illegal aliens mafia member. He's immune to U.S. law. Uh, they do all sorts of falsification of records and all sorts of tricks to protect him, like the one that he did, uh, that they did with Josh Gallagher and Josh uh, Teresa uh, Johnson by having this uh, a hearing on the same day so he, they, they could make sure, these two judges could make sure that, uh, number one, we were illegally evicted, uh, and number two, that I could not go testify against Esteban Diaz Rivera uh, during his hearing, so they could knock down, they could say, well, the person uh, who is accusing him did not uh, show up in court, so uh, that means that uh, he's not interested in having him pay for what he did, so we are knocking down his order on August the 18th, 2017. Uh, in the meantime, George Gallagher uh, says that my, uh, his uh, fake uh, unconstitutional order of protection against me, uh, which has no basis for having me not to uh, post things, no legal basis for having me not to post things on YouTube, that uh, unconstitutional court order he extended until 2018. This is ridiculous. This awful. I mean, this is awful. And the last thing I guess I wanted to ask the question, why did Judge Johnson refuse your rent receipts? Because that proves you and your mother, of course, are tenants. So I guess I want to I just say this real quick so you guys were on the same page. An occupant is, is like a squatter. They spy a community. They see that an apartment is open or a house. They, you know, break in. Nobody's living there. And they claim it for a while to live there. They don't have permission to come in there. They just want to. So when they're discovered and kicked out, they were an occupant, a legal occupant, a squatter. A tenant is someone I've worked out a transaction with you. I want to rent this bedroom. It's going to cost me 500 bucks a month. You give me a receipt because I paid you. I am now a tenant. And that means anyone you've given money to. I don't care if it's a room, a closet, and you have a get your receipt. You are officially a tenant. That's correct. Okay. And when I wanted I want to, to make sure we're all on the same page that we understand the difference. And you can see in the court of law, by them reducing that restraining order that Professor Martinez had against this racist uh, creep, he now can just foot loose and fancy free, go on continuing doing what he does, robbing people and raping women and probably animals too. This is insane, is what it is. 
travesty of justice. Now, what, um, so that means this Judge Johnson is going to now proceed with the eviction. Yes, she gave us on the 16th of June, June, June 16th, she said we had until uh, August 16th to move out of the uh, house or else the marshal was going to come, uh, put a, a, a notice on the door uh, with all our, our furniture and our belongings inside the house and then then um, we could not, uh, be, we were not going to be able to take them out. So they would confiscate our property, our clothing and everything in our furniture, uh, throw it out or sell it on the, sell it on the street, uh, and we would not be able to get our furniture because uh, after that notice, then we cannot come into the house. So um, she illegally evicted us, uh, knowing that we were tenants and not occupants, and she listed us as occupants, not tenants. Uh, so she could uh, evict us, and also she got she engaged in uh, falsification of mortgage mortgage records because she said that the house was um, sold and the house has not been sold. Oh my God! Oh, sorry. Her signature is on that. So let's get it right. So a uh, common spelling: Teresa is that T is in Tom, H is in Harry. E is in Edward, R is in Robert, E is in Edward, S is in Sam, A is in Michael. Is that how she spells it? Yes, Teresa. Teresa, D is in David and Johnson. That's J is in Jacob, O is in Ocean, H is in Harry, N is in Nancy, S is in Sam, O is in Ocean, N is in Nancy. Johnson. Teresa D. Johnson. She's in that same family court, Professor Martinez? Yep. 91 Exchange Boulevard, is that right? Monroe County? Yes. Um, let's take, uh, before um, Professor Martinez, I want you to get back, of course, to your outline that you're going to lay out to its completion yes. tonight. Uh, everyone, make sure you have a pen and stuff ready and grab information. Uh, as I talked about uh, things, this is a little, what some of us are living and enduring. Uh, in this program, with asset stripping, uh, having to live among criminals, rapists, our lives are in danger. A lot of us are hurt and attacked by these animals, and no one. And we have to fight as being a part of the resistance. Uh, I have no, I mean, no disrespect when I'm about to say this, but again, what some of us have to endure and live through, it's, it's just bigger than boo boo across the street shooting a weapon. It, it's bigger than even let me get some flyers out and tell people. Some of us have our lives on the line. As a group, as concerned victims that you're now speaking with and shedding light on the court scam, um, you have uh, notified a lot of your groups of part of the resistance as I'm inviting others. Both of these judges need to have complaints against, against them. Is that correct? Yes, uh, I uh, reported uh, Josh Gallagher and um, the attorney, the court attorney who issued uh, the, my constitution, the constitutional court, unconstitutional court order against me. And uh, I also reported um, the, uh, the Josh uh, Teresa D. Johnson uh, for illegally evicting us. And, excuse me, as uh, we speak, I filled out an affidavit um, reporting her to the pertinent 
excuse me, the pertinent um, uh, federal, state, and local agencies, uh, and uh, they have notification, uh, certified mails, of course, uh, that this is happening. The illegal eviction, the fabricated case against me, and also the uh, stealing of our of our our identities uh, and selling them to people in complicity with um, the department of the local department of social services, the Monroe County Department of Social Services in uh, upstate New York. So they have notification in writing uh, and with an affidavit. Um, and everyone, like I said, everyone, like I said constantly, if you question, if you're a targeted individual, a victim of the illegal aliens mafia, I'm going to say 99.9%, your identity has been stolen. Who's going to say it? Really? Uh, this is, as you can tell, who's involved in this illegal alien mafia. The illegals are stalking you. They want your identity and subsequently will assassinate us. But if you think this mafia is just made up of illegals that came over here from other countries, you are very naive. These are American judges, I'm sure, born of American soil. It's like a grab bag of uh, corruption, and it's overwhelmingly. Um, I want to see us all, you know, as victims to get involved. Because I'm going to tell you right now what Professor Martinez is still continuing the fight. She has to now subsequently less than about, well, today's the second, roughly about 10 to 15 days have another place to live and still has to go to a, a, a court and see this Gallagher creep. Everyone, please get on the bandwagon. Contact your city, state, government officials as well as those in the Monroe County of New York. Let's blast these creeps out. I'm telling you right now, you can, you can stay passive, but you will be assassinated. Phone calls are terrific, but you're only fooling yourself when you don't have a paper trail. They'll turn right. They'll turn all of that right back against you and, and talk to you like you're retarded. You never told us this happened. You didn't file a complaint. You can make every excuse. I'm tired. I'm tortured. I'm sick. You know, here we go again. I mean, no disrespect. I'm sure all of you are going through that. And I'm really sorry because I'm going through things too. But we have to even persevere. If it means staying up that extra hour to send in this report, do it. If it means waiting in that line at the post office to buy your stamps, do it. If you buy your stamps, don't you mail that letter out from there. You wait and mail that off somewhere else. They're watching us. We need to help each other, as Professor Martinez has said in the past interviews. This mafia is legion. It is loyal to each other for their crimes and criminality. This man has been in the criminal system since age 12. He steals, he drugs people, he steals government benefits, he rapes women as he raped Professor Martinez, and he's a sodomizer, a sodomite. He's an abomination before God. He's an abomination on this earth. And men 
including women, wear the cloak of a judge and protect this. Our world is turned upside down. Thank you. I tell tell you, this this is uh, unbelievable. I never thought that a woman could do this to another woman. Oh, I, I'm telling you, since I realized I was a targeted individual, May 2013, and victim of the illegal alien mafia, Professor Martinez, it, I'm not shocked about anything. In fact, with all due respect, that is why this mafia or criminal cult, secret society, utilized women. As we spoke last week on our uh, show about uh, the... Uh, prelude to sex trafficking. Women, I want all of you to hear this very carefully, really carefully. Women are not only needed in sex crimes towards children and women, and I'm sure even men, including everyone, they are vital. B-I-T-A-L. That means of great importance. With the presence of a woman, she gains access quickly. Social services, a nurse, a counselor, a social worker. And all of these professions are heavy held by women. And whom are their clients? They're basically visiting other women. Rape centers is a trafficking hub. When we get sick, sickly, hospital administrators, old folks' homes, Really look at the positions, nor mainly woman. She's the procurer, and that's a fancy word for a pimp, of bringing the victim to the rape club, a woman. It's awful. It's very awful, and, and I was surprised because when I went to court, I said, uh, Josh uh, Johnson, let me show you my uh, rent receipt. No, 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 it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Uh, okay, well, you have until the 16th to, to vacate the premises. I said, okay. And I didn't tell you that before that, uh, the, the a lawyer that they chose, uh, which was an incognito lawyer because he refused to identify himself, told me that if he wanted, um, uh, the judge, Judge uh, Johnson, was going to give us only three days to vacate the premise. So I was supposed to get an apartment in three days, uh, take my mother, put it on my uh, shoulders, and put all the furniture and all the clothes on my shoulder and leave in three days. Uh, let, let, me, let me let everybody back up again. Everybody back up again. And I know you got your pen and paper ready. How many of us out there have been given some crazy shit three days to get the fuck out, basically? Think about it. When you're targets, they want to keep you moving like, like, like the rambling man. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Except we're not living in Huckleberry Fen times that we can just tie a knapsack with my bread and cheese and skip to the loo down the road and I'm happy. We are living in first. This is horrible. They have us moving like like, like the ro- you know, rolling stone, like gypsies. It's rolling, drifting. 
I tell and you, um, I, want, I tell you, there, that makes me think of one thing real quick, and we'll keep moving. Think about it, guys. They want your resident to be very chaotic, erratic, constantly moving. Wait a minute. What We have to just think about going on the first premise. What's the value of having permanent residents? Not only to get mail, but they mess with our mail. Okay, we know that. But are, isn't an address needed for certain documents? You need a, a permanent address, voter's registration, a permanent address. I know, and I know we can do a lot of things, don't get me wrong, with a P.O. box. I'm not doing that, with a P.O. box. But uh, word to the wise, uh, don't move out of where you're living unless you have it in the bag that you're structurally moving to another place safely. Don't jump and don't leap and can't, you know, fall flat on your face is what I'm saying. But there is a racket. Oh, you did explain, Professor Martinez. Of course, when we also move social services and this mafia make a lot of money for our, that we don't know, but off of us with our identities, furniture, first and last month's rent, all these social services that we're denied and these illegal aliens get. They do the footwork now. They're going to do, they're the killing machines, if you think about it that way. But the, but the puppet masters that's manipulating them on us would be Medi-Cal, Medicaid, Social Security Administration, Department of Social Services. Think about it one step further. How in the heck could they get our information without one of these organizations providing it? They don't just come over here and know how to, Stalk us? It's bigger than boo boo, okay? Trust me. I see that a lot of people um, get a lot of government benefits with my mother's uh, identity and with mine. What my question is how come uh, everybody else who is using our identities uh, qualifies for everything, and when we go to the Department of Social Services, we don't qualify for anything. That's my question. Because I have a letter that states here that somebody in uh, Westchester County is getting Section 8, Medicaid, PENOF, food stamps, uh, medical care, and money for furniture, um, utility assistance, everything with my mother's social security number and with my mother's identity. And my mother received this letter when uh, she was living uh, in Lima, New York, uh, and she had been living there for six months. So if my mother was in Lima, New York, how could she be in Westchester County, eight hours away, receiving all the government benefits that the Department of Social Services around the country tells her that she doesn't qualify for? That's my question. And another important question is, um, do you know why they also want to illegally evict you uh, besides getting about ten to $15,000 uh, every time you move uh, because they apply for, for that and making the government and the taxpayers believe that they are providing you with uh, the housing assistance and the other assistance that you need to move when in reality they are packing this money and in continuing to use the taxpayers uh, as uh, a private bank account, the taxpayers' money, uh, where they go and uh, just withdraw all the money they they need, and then come back to withdraw some more without ever putting ever putting anything back in, into that bank account, the taxpayers' money. 
So that's uh, another another question that we need to ask. Why um, do they want us to move uh, so much in so little time and so many times a year? Because of that, they collect money and also they uh, see that it is very easy for somebody to be killed or assassinated while they are while they are on the move while while they get they go to a hotel because they have police officers and gang uh, gang stalkers uh, follow you everywhere uh, you go to rent an apartment and you go the first time they say well. Um, we have uh, availability. We have many apartments, 26 apartments, 36 apartments. They're available. And then you go the next day after they, the stalkers, the illegal alias mafia uh, stalkers, have followed you there. When you go the next day, they say, oh, we don't have any availability. We have a, a waiting list of two years or one year. How come the availability uh, changes so drastically from one day to the next? Because they're either threat, they are threatened or bribed not to rent to you. Because they, what is that their goal? They want us what hungry, roaming the streets, eating out of trash cans. Is what they, is that what they want? Easy to assassinate us at, at that point. Is that correct? Exactly. Because it is. Uh, think about it. It is more easy for me to go to a hotel where the manager is going to be bribed into giving me the key to your room or uh, is going to be given welfare benefits that he doesn't qualify for and taxpayers' money um, uh, to give me access to your room, uh, like it happened in Herriera, where uh, my mother and I were going to be assassinated almost every night because people were trying to get into our room almost every night. And the manager there, uh, an Indian guy, about uh, six feet tall and skinny, uh, he used to close uh, the doors because there w there was a a hole in the the, the the long hole and the hole the long hole had division so it had a doors uh, dividing three every three or four uh, rooms he had a door so he, he used to close the door so in case they assassinated us and we screamed uh, nobody would hear us so he used to close the the hallway door uh, doors. So in case that they got into the room to uh, stab us or to uh, assassinate us, strangle us or whatever, uh, other people would not hear uh, what uh, was going on. So it's easier to do that than if you are, if we were in an apartment behind closed doors, uh, they, it's much difficult to do it uh, when the victim is in an apartment. They can call the police by the time you try to uh, break in, the police is there. Even the, if the police is a, a, an accomplice, they are not going to risk their their uh, job uh, uh, to help you if they know that somebody is going to be calling news reporters and calling other people and telling them that somebody was trying to break into your home and they found him there or found her there uh, and they didn't do anything. That's true. That's, that is true. That's true. That's true. That's what they're doing. Um, now, they end by the, subsequently. They want the stress. They want you stressed, so stressed out to having to look for a place to live immediately. At the same time, fighting this corrupt judge that you've already complained. Does this judge uh, know that you've already filed a complaint against him, Professor Martinez? Well, he knows. I'm sure because. Um a, my, my phone, as all of you, your phones, are is illegally intersected. 
And because my phone is illegally intercepted, they hear our conversations. They know that I filed the um, a peremptory challenge, which you have to file, guys, uh, whenever you face a, ju a ju judge like this. Uh, you have to file a recusal form in writing because then they're going to say, well, I didn't recuse myself because she didn't file and she's lying. Remember, they are uh, the judicial system employees. They never lie. They never cheat. They never deprive you of counsel and violate your Sixth Amendment right. They never falsified um, court uh, documents and put you as an occupant when you're a tenant, when they know you're a tenant and you have the evidence. They never uh, falsified a police report uh, to conspire against you and aid and abate criminals who are committing crimes against you so they can put you in, domestic, in dozens of domestic violence programs which provide housing, uh, provide apartments, tenants, um, money for furniture, money for clothing and everything. So if they put you in dozens of these programs, they're going to get dozens of new apartments and uh, uh, dozens of uh, welfare packages uh, with uh, money in cash, food stamps, and everything, uh, and they can uh, get those dozens uh, of apartments and other government benefits to, um, to the illegal aliens mafia and the, the illegal aliens, uh, and they can sell these to them uh, with your name and your identity. So they're, they're using you and using and reusing you many times as much as they can to steal from the taxpayers' money because, remember, to them, the taxpayers' money is just their private, private bank account that they go in uh, to get any, um, you know, ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 every month or so uh, to, to uh, fill up their package, uh, I mean, their packets. And that's how they see the taxpayers and that's how they see you because these people are sociopaths. They are not normal people. And um, they, their ultimate goal is to assassinate us because right now I'm fighting with this judge, this fabricated case. Um, when I see, when I get a lawyer, the lawyer is threatened, is, is bullied uh, into not practicing effective counsel. Um, the judge is uh, preventing me from defending myself by letting me speak or letting anybody uh, else uh, ask uh, for evidence against me. Evidence against me is not allowed uh, uh, in, in, the, in the courtroom. Nobody dares to ask for any evidence against me because they don't need it. They have the judge and they have the falsified uh, papers, so they don't need any evidence against me. When I asked uh, my attorney, uh, my ex-attorney, because I fired him, I had no choice, uh, well, why don't you ask for any evidence? He said, well, um, they're going to do a discovery. They're going to show the evidence that they have against you. They first said that they had um, a video that showed that um, you violated the court order. And I said, but what court order? That court order is unconstitutional. And I knew that he knew that I knew that he could not knock down, uh, he could dismiss the uh, first uh, court or unconstitutional court order against me, and that uh, and that's why the judge told him not to show up that day because he could just say this uh, order was issued in the wrong court. It belongs in the uh, civil court, not the family court, because 
my client and the uh, person who who asked for the uh, uh, order uh, were not um, family and they were not living under the same roof. So therefore, it needs to be dismissed. Let alone that uh, it is unconstitutional, and let alone that uh, it was issued by an attorney that uh, was supposed to hear both sides, and he didn't. Uh, when you have a referee, a referee is a mediator, and when you ask for a mediator, and you have to sign a contract saying that you want a mediator, that you don't want a, an attorney, and I never signed such contract, so that also tells you, uh, makes you wonder who signed for me, because the other, the uh, only way that a mediator or a referee can sign uh, a court order against somebody is after hearing both sides, um, not because uh, somebody says, okay, I, I uh, this person said that. Um, she doesn't like me in YouTube. Okay, here's the court order. That's not law. That's not practicing law. You have to have a legal base basis. Uh, you have to have a legal base to tell somebody that they cannot post something in YouTube. And what they uh, claimed at the beginning, um, the um, detective that took, uh, interviewed me about the rape and the sodomization, he claimed that uh, Esteban Diaz Rivera had no criminal record. He said, no, I looked for his criminal record. He has no criminal record. I said, oh, that's interesting because I know that he did six years in jail and I know that he has been in and out of jail since the age of 12 and that he, dro he uh, is, he's a drug dealer who is a snitch with the police and deals with drugs uh, in exchange of... Uh, handing over the other drug dealers to the police uh, so he can practice, he can continue to sell drugs. And uh, he also steals from people and sells uh, the uh, properties of people uh, in the black market. So it's interesting that the, a detective from the Rochester Police Department, Detective C. Asincat Moscato, cannot find uh, the, his criminal record, and I have his criminal record. So that's interesting. Now, is it easy for us? Uh, is it easy for us to obtain uh, obtain uh, someone else's criminal records? Yes, you go to um, because criminal records are, are county records. That they, those are public records. You go and ask for the uh, record of uh, whoever. If somebody rapes you or, or uh, sodomizes you or steal from you or does, or does something to you, you say, well, I am the victim of such and such. I need his criminal record or her criminal record, and they're supposed to give it to you. They're not supposed to hide uh, the, the, the facts from you. You know what a woman did um, once? Uh, the police, I think the police was supposed to uh, be around, like patrolling around her neighbor, her neighborhood, and the police wasn't. And because the police didn't uh, do what they were supposed to, uh, she got raped and she sued the county and she got uh, many millions of dollars because the police uh, or the uh, county um, employees did not do what they were supposed to do. So if, this, if you go to get the criminal records of somebody 
and that person rapes you or sodomizes you or steals from you or victimizes you, uh, and you don't take the, the right precautions because they did not give you access to the uh, the information that they were supposed to give you access to, you can sue the, the county. Well, this, uh, Professor Martinez, this type of this railroading that you have to live through at the same time uh, take care of your mother, it's a type of judicial rape in itself. It's reliving it, this creep, they're uh, bending over backwards for to aid and abet, protect him. And, oh, and I'm being threatened of being sent up the river to jail for a year. It's, it's ludicrous. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, the detective, detective, detective Moscato, see, I think Carl Moscato, not only told me that, he told me that he spoke, that uh, he spoke to uh, all the uh, district attorney's uh, assistants uh, for uh, district attorney Sandra Dorley, and none of them would do anything against Esteban Diaz Rivera. None oh of them. God. He had the guts to tell me that. They're not going to uh, follow up on, on your rape and sodomization because they're not going to prosecute him whatsoever. And then I found out that he was speaking the truth because when I spoke to, when I uh, got the letter from um, ADA Michael Caranate, and that's C as in cat, A as in apple, R, A, N as in Nancy, A, T as in Tom, E, Michael Caranate, he sent me a letter on the 25th of July when uh, the, uh, court, the, the court date with Judge uh, Johnson was the 26th of July, the, the next day, and he knew that it takes at, at, uh, one or two business days to get uh, to me because we were in the same county. When you are in the same county, it takes one or two business days, the letters, to get to you. He knew that the letter was not going to get to me, he also knew that he could give me a call and let me know uh, that the the case was going to be on the 26th of uh, July, and I would have uh, asked uh, the the judge or his uh, supervisor to uh, let me uh, attend that hearing to testify against Esteban, but he did not do that because it is in his best interest not to have me testify against Esteban because if I do, they would have to um, handcuff him and leave him in jail because he's an ex-convict uh, who has done years in jail, uh, who has a probation pin, who has a um, BWI uh, case while on, uh, driving under the while uh, while under the influence, uh, and uh, who uh, is a known drug dealer, uh, and who. Uh, as I understand, that also prostitutes women and take their money away from them uh, and, and have them selling drugs on the street. So it is. it was in his best interest not to call me over the phone uh, and let me know when uh, that the, the uh, case was on the 26th of uh, uh, July so I could go and testify against Esteban Dios Rivera because he, they are his protectors. Uh, they aid and obey him in all his crimes, and moreover, the district attorney, Sandra Dorley, has uh, her aide, her uh, district attorney assistant, uh, protect him left and right because they all know that, they, that he assassinated, he murdered um, Amy 
uh, Valentine, and that he murdered her mother one year earlier, um, Amy Valentine's mother. And this um, ADA, Michael Caranante, uh, knew my phone number. And the reason I, I know that he knew my phone number is because it is all over the police records. Uh, it is on my 24 or 25 uh, 911 calls. Um, it is also uh, on Esteban Diaz Rivera's record because he has an order of protection against me in the wrong court, but he nevertheless he has it. So he he is going to tell me that he had my address, but he didn't find my phone number. Give me a break. And then I received um, a, a Josh Johnson's letter saying that she's knocking up, knocking down her my order of protection against Esteban on the um, on the 18th of August. Uh, and um, uh, I received that letter first, and then I received the letter of uh, the uh, assistant district attorney telling me that uh, the hearing was going to be on the 20th, on the 26th when the letter was written on the 25th to five. Uh, so it was. It is obvious that uh, neither the judge nor the district attorney uh, assistant wanted me to go to the hearing because they are protecting, blatantly protecting this criminal whom they know assassinated uh, two women, uh, stole and sold my mother's identities, identity and mine, and rented a space uh, on a, on a, rented a space in a, a, for, uh, a house that was in foreclosure defrauded the USA government by getting rent monies from the house, by renting rooms while getting welfare money. So the list goes on and on and on and on. And they, if he's not in jail, it's because they are protecting him because there is no way that a criminal like this, with this caliber of, and, and with all this, his crimes, is going to be on the street if the ADA did not want him on the street. And uh, Michael Caranate is at 47 South Fifth uh, Hall. That's F as in Frank, I as in India, T as in Tom, Z as in Zebra, H U G H Street, 47 South Fifth Hall Street in Rochester, New York, 14614. And his phone number is 585. 753-4552, If you want to report a corrupted ADA, report him to any news reporter that um, you can think of. Because I would, if I was a news reporter, I would definitely ask him why didn't you call Professor Martinez if he knew if, if she has another protection against him and you ha against him and you have access to the court's computer and you saw. Uh, what she, what he did to her, why didn't you call her and ask her to testify? Uh, that would be my, my first question. And my next question would be, why is he uh, still out and he's not in jail if he has committed all these crimes that uh, he has committed? If you look at his record, his rec he has a criminal record from here to the moon. It's like what? Uh, seven uh, to ten inches uh, uh, thick, and um, he uh, does what he wants. He told me himself 
I don't go to jail. I can do whatever I want and I don't go to jail. And that's what, that's the, the uh, typical stereotype uh, or prototype of the illegal aliens mafia member. They know that they don't go to jail and they are immune to U.S. law. That's why they do what they want. They kill who they want and they uh, steal and uh, rob and uh, commit criminal mischief, you name it. They do what they want because they are guaranteed in total immunity if they serve the mafia. And that's what uh, this judge did not want me to, to say and did not want me to report. That's why they um, told me they are blackmailing me with this, with this case, saying uh, if you uh, continue to uh, report us, we're going to put you in jail, and that's it. That's why they come up with scams like eviction scams, uh, fabricated case uh, and prosecution scams, uh, ineffective counsel scams, um, the hiding of your file scams, uh, conspiracy scams, uh, and practicing from the bench scams because they uh, go after you. They don't want you to report their crimes and their criminality. They do not. And when I say they hide your files, um, you will see when they go after you, you're going to ask for your file, which is your constitutional right to have, and they're going to tell you what they tell me, what they told me. They said, no, uh, you cannot have your file. And they, they um, refused to give me my file when I was falsely arrested on the uh, 21st of, um, after the 21st of May, 2017, because in my file they quoted, uh, they cited um, uh, Paul Riordan as George Paul Riordan, and they did not want me to see that. And when I said, when I saw that, I said, "Well, uh, this guy is not a judge. Uh, he's a he's a, a court attorney, and he cited as quote unquote George Paul Riordan. So that means falsification of legal and court records. And uh, that's besides the falsification of um, a police report, because when I called the police, um, Derek Starling, uh, an officer." the officer that was yelling at my chronically ill epileptic mother and myself because Esteban stole our, our car brake, he uh, heard me said, uh, say the name of Esteban Diaz Rivera and he wrote somebody else's name uh, on the report and what they do is they switch the name of the uh, of the uh, criminal around. They can put the middle name at the end, or they can put the last, the very last name uh, as the, the middle name. They switch the name around. So when they go into the system, they can say, well, this person doesn't have a criminal record. And they can say, well, you know, this, this is just an incident or whatever. Because if they leave the name of the criminal, of the illegal aliens mafia member, uh, they will find, uh, they will find the true criminal, the criminal record, and they're going to say, well, this person needs to be in jail because uh, illegal aliens mafia members are criminals. They're not uh, regular citizens, and that's why they switch the names around. When, once, when you call the police on an illegal aliens mafia member, uh, you have to check the police report, uh, the names and the uh, date of birth because they switch the date of birth, including yours, and the names in order to protect the um, illegal aliens mafia member that you called the police on 
and uh, they uh, falsify your name or date of birth in order to, to say that you are somebody else that has a, a, a huge criminal record when in reality you don't have a criminal record. Are you following me? I am. Actually, I am. I uh, very much so I'm following you. They'll do name changes because I think that's what uh, we have encountered even at CI. They falsify medical records, probably your date of birth. Perps, they'll change their names around. Or if you live in an apartment with perps, you've noticed that all of a sudden they'll call themselves one thing, but that is not on their uh, mailbox. And the manager will get very protective of them if you live in an apartment to protect their identity. But they'll want to toss us out, you know, to those lions. Exactly. And I, I experienced that with um, a, a Jami Taylor Ali. She has different names. She had, I counted like four different names. Jami Taylor Ali, Jami Ali, Ali Jami, and they switched her name around. And when I filed the police report, uh, they have on the police report that I uh, 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 um, that they would, they, they, that Yamit told them that I uh, paid for her trip from Ohio to here because I was uh, uh, hiring her uh, for her to come and do a video uh, for me because um, I wanted to report the corruption in Monroe County. First of all, uh, I have no money to bring anybody, not even from 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 the next uh, town, let alone from Ohio, all the way from Ohio to to New York, eight hours away. I have no money even to to find an uh, an apartment and rent an apartment that is a two bedroom apartment. Uh, let alone, I'm going to bring somebody. I'm going to pay uh, uh, somebody to come here, and I'm going to. Uh, pay for her uh, traveling expenses to come here, and uh, much less to do a video. I have been doing videos for 16 years by myself. Why would I hire somebody else to do a video when my That's... mother can do can stand in a corner with a camera and and videotape me? That's exactly. Me. And, and Exa so they, exactly exactly. They put it, her date of birth on my name and then put my um my name with the wrong, uh, 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 and, uh, they, they, yes, they put her date of birth on my, under my name. So I said, wait a minute, that's not my date of birth because I'm not that young. Uh, and so they did that because her a criminal record, she has a criminal record, uh, and I don't think she's allowed to go back to her mother's house uh, or to her sister's house because somebody called um, the police on her and, and she became, uh, she was uh, violent like she was here. They also uh, put in the report that she told them that she decided to leave, and that's not true because she did not decide to leave. I told her to leave, and she refused to leave. That's why I called the police. So the police told her that she had to leave because she was a guest in this uh, house. She was not paying rent, even though she said that she was paying rent and that she was paying for uh, the utilities and things like that, and that she had a... Um, a list, and so when she said she had a list, the police said, "Well, this is the perfect, uh, uh, the perfect uh, opportunity to arrest this woman, the Professor Martinez, uh, because 
if she is not the owner of the house, if she gives a lease to somebody or is renting to somebody, that's fraud. So we can arrest her for fraud. And when she, when the police asked asked uh, Jamia Lee for for her lease, she gave her uh, a list of uh, house rules. You know that outlined when uh, we needed to be in bed, that uh, we could not be uh, screaming or talking on the phone at three o'clock or two o'clock in the morning, et cetera, et cetera. He said, you have to leave, man, because it's not a lease. And then she was she, she was telling the police that she was paying for the internet. Uh, and I said, I have all my internet receipts uh, for uh, from here to seven months back. So I showed uh, all the receipts to the police and she had to leave. So she did not choose to leave, like the, the, the police report says. The police report says she chose to leave. She did not choose to leave because she told me, I'm not leaving. That's why I called the police. So okay. the police, obviously, are writing uh, things that are not true on the report, and uh, the police are switching uh, the names of criminals, uh, illegal alien mafia members, around, so they say that they can say that they don't have a criminal record. And that's why they told me that I was um, uh, here with a, a court order, uh, an order of protection, because I was defaming this poor person who doesn't have a police record. And then after that, and I got the, the record of this criminal, uh, they switched. They said, oh, we're going to change the charge. Now it's not going to be for defamation of character. The order of protection is going to be for um, because you, you we have you on a video uh, using profanity and saying that you you are going to kill Esteban Diaz Rivera. I asked for the video many times because I know it doesn't exist, and they don't come up with the video. They don't come up with the video. They don't come up with anything. Nevertheless, my order protect the order of protection against me is extended until 2018. My criminal order of protection against him for rape, sodomization, criminal mischief, strangulation, uh, and many other crimes, serious crimes, is um, is knocked down uh, on the 18th of August, 2017. So obviously they are aiding and abating him, and they are um, having a, a case against me, which is a personal case, not a legal case. And I know that they are listening to this show right now, and I know that they are scared because they are very angry and um, they, they are very uh, intimidated by this show because Jamia Lee uh, told me not to, do, not to continue to do the show, and she told my mother that the reason I was um, falsely arrested was because of the show, because the illegal aliens mafia did not like me to continue to do the show. And she told me not to do the show. And when I refused, then she went behind my back and told my mother to tell me not to continue to do the show. So that means that this show is hitting um, the mafia where they don't want to be hit because it's hurting them. So I will continue to do the show, and I will continue to expose this mafia. And also, I have to say that uh, my sister, the one who has been using my credentials and my um, my um, identity, uh, Caridad Martinez, she called me and she said, oh, I heard that you were being evicted. And I said to myself, oh, that's very strange that she called me. And I know that the illegal aliens mafia had her call me. 
uh, it's very strange that she uh, tells me you are being uh, evicted, and I know that, and she doesn't tell me that they have a, a fabricated case against me at the local court. So could it be because they know that they cannot do anything with that invalid order of protection that was filed in the wrong court because they were not supposed to let that uh, come out of the courtroom, uh, and now it is uh, all over the country? Or could it be that she only uh, saw or heard uh, the um, eviction uh, thing on my Facebook account because as I recall, I posted uh, the eviction thing on my Facebook account, and I also record posting uh, about Josh Gallagher on my Facebook account and having him uh, tell me that uh, he was going to, he could put me in jail for one year, one year if I didn't declare myself guilty, which is illegal. You are not supposed to coerce people into declaring themselves guilty. And much, um, uh, moreover, you are not supposed to uh, follow up on, on a court order that you know is invalid because uh, you know that it was filed in the wrong court. And that's why when I, you uh, read the court order against me, uh, the court order that illegal aliens mafia member uh, was issued against me reads that he can continue to communicate with me. Of course, he can continue to communicate with me according to them because they probably have me as his wife or as his girlfriend and have me with two or three children with him. So, of course, if we have children or if we are husband and wife, he, can, uh, he has to continue to communicate with me to follow up on the divorce or to to take care of our children, and we are not married. We were never married. We had uh, we knew each other on a personal level for about three weeks. Then uh, I ended up um, I disconnected all the relations uh, relations with him, uh, and my mother and I did not want anything to do with him. Then he moved out of the the house. Two months later, uh, he uh, hit me with this uh, family court order when we were not family and we were not living in the same, um, under the same roof. So the order is invalid. The judge knows that the order is invalid. Nevertheless, he continues with the case. That shows conspiracy. So that's why when I tell you that you're going to be facing scams when uh, they go after you, um, these are examples of the scams that you are going to be experiencing when they go after you. So you have to be prepared, and you have to always have a notebook and write down the date, write down the uh, judge's names and their information, because they never uh, thought that I was going to be writing down, keeping a journal and writing down the name of the judge who illegally evicted my mother and I on June 16, 2017, the name of the judge who uh, is continuing with an invalid court order against me and threatening me with um, jail time if I don't declare myself guilty of something that he knows I'm, I'm not guilty of and he knows that he cannot continue to uh, pursue because the order is invalid, it's not, uh, was not filed in the right court. Uh, so uh, with that being said, I have to move on and, and tell you, with the, um, uh, the court order and the uh, illegal edition, they are... Uh, continuing to put pressure on me, and they have people uh, 
driving after me every time I go out to make sure that if I go see an apartment or, or talk to somebody um, about the apartment, they can call and say, uh, we'll give you welfare benefits. If you don't um, rent, rent them uh, any apartment, if you deny them housing, which is illegal in the United States, that's discrimination. And if you um, continue, if you insist in uh, renting to them, then we're going to go after you. So that would leave us homeless, uh, and that would uh, give them easy access to us to assassinate us. And um, the uh, conspiracy, the, the scam about the court uh, and the uh, fabricated case against me, if they put me in jail, they can come and remove my mother, put her in a nursing home because she's chronically ill. And um, that uh, once there, they're going to kill her. As my uh, research shows, they killed uh, the people in nursing homes with something uh, that is injected uh, into people's uh, bloodstream, and it kills them within half an hour. And this substance simulates uh, a heart attack. So when, he, when they inject, it, inject you with it, uh, you only last 30 minutes. And it will simulate, it will make believe that you died of a heart attack. And uh, if they uh, do a, an op, uh, autopsy on you, they're not going to find the substance unless they're looking for that specific substance. And uh, I don't know the name of it, but they have done that in a, um, in a nursing home in New Jersey, which is called um, Andover Soba Cube and Rehab Center. They, they have killed many people, uh, many dozens of people there, uh, with the same substance, and they always say, oh, it was a heart attack, uh, and they die with, within half an hour. And many uh, family members have uh, complained even to the FBI and say, well, my mother or my sister or my family member was fine the day before. How come she had a, a heart attack the next day? And the FBI, of course, they have people, like the octopus has people, uh, in different places. So the FBI, as you would uh, have guessed, did not do anything regarding the death or the assassination of those people. So that's why they run these different schemes, because they have uh, different uh, purposes and um, objectives uh, to do, to follow through uh, with these schemes and to do different things to you. I hope that you're understanding what I'm saying, because they're going to go after you with this same type of schemes uh, sooner or later, and you have to be prepared. You have to take your notes, and you have to document everything. You have to document the lawyers, the prosecutor, and the, um, the public defenders uh, in your cases. So you have to keep everything uh, written so you can keep track of whatever is happening. In my case, uh, defend the public defender team Donaher uh, was my attorney and uh, Esteban's attorney at the same time. And it wasn't until I was falsely arrested and I started uh, um, uh, working with you guys in exposing all these things uh, that they decided, well, we cannot go on with the scheme. So the public defender uh, team, Donaher, decided to um, uh, take the case and give it to a private attorney. And uh, before that, he decided to give me uh, my, uh, to show me my quote-unquote criminal record because 
before you guys uh, started to call to Monroe County uh, Judicial System uh, Department, they refused to give me my records when I asked for it. Uh, I remember uh, public defender um, Diana Ferretti, which was my first uh, a lawyer, uh, she told me that she was going to um, drop the case, that uh, she was not going to be my attorney, that my attorney was going to be uh, Mr. Matthew um, Clark, I believe. And uh, when the, um, Mr. Matthew Clark uh, got my my case, um, a, a, my case was had by uh, Joseph Doran. So first it was um, Diana Ferretti, then it was Joseph Doran, then it was Matthew Clark, and then it was um, uh, John Menard. And uh, before he got to John Menard, they refused to give to let me see my uh, my uh, file, my uh, fabricated uh, criminal file. Uh, and it wasn't until you guys contacted the Monroe County that I was allowed to see my file and to see that uh, the uh, attorney John Menard was cited as Judge uh, John. I mean, the, the attorney. Um, Paul Riordan was cited as a court, I mean, uh, Judge um, Paul Riordan, uh, and, and obviously they didn't want me to see that. That's why they were refusing to give me my file. But um, this is the situation with the uh, court scams and the different scams that the illegal alias mafia uh, uses with the citizens, and they all have a, a specific objective. And you have to keep in mind what they are, why they are doing this so you can protect yourself and you have uh, to go around behind and under them and on top of them uh, to, to get uh, to where you're going, sort of speak. So um, when uh, I say this, I'm not, I don't mean to, to scare you, but I, what I do want you to do is to protect yourself and to take notes and to write things down and to know, to think about... Uh, their thinking and to be able to go against them because they have a lot of people going against you because they know that they are not smart people. Uh, people who do this type of things and who engage in this criminality, they are not smart because they have to be become criminals to get um, some money to support themselves. True, smart, intelligent people, they don't have to commit crimes to, to, to be able to support themselves. They are like you, like uh, me, like normal people. They uh, work, they pay their bills, and they don't engage in criminality. When they engage in criminality, um, they, that means that they are not smart enough to do what they have to do. When you have to steal somebody else's identity to be able to work, that doesn't mean that shows that you are not too smart because if you have to steal somebody else's uh, credentials to get a job, uh, and, and you cannot get yours, that means you are not too smart. So this is what I want to, this is why I am doing this, and this is what I want you to see. I want you to see that they are not uh, smart people, and they are not smarter than you. Uh, you can defeat them, but you have to uh, be uh, clever, and you have to unite uh, and work together. We have to unite and work together 
to be able to be able to go against this mafia because they want uh, to go after you to kill you because they already stole. I can guarantee your identity, and that's why they are going after you. Oh, that's very true. Now, um, Professor Martinez, not to distract from, um, have you covered most of your outline? Um, because I just wanted to know if people wanted to ask you some questions. You went over quite a lot of material. Yes. Okay, at this time, if anyone has any uh, questions or comments or want to further get more information, uh, go ahead and star eight if you're on the phone, and if you're on the chat, go ahead and type your question. Because, uh, like I said, um, we are hit with weapons. We are gang stalked, but we are also taking advantage of trafficking in, in all forms. I said it's like a grab bag. When you're put in this program, it's like all the uh, criminals, and they can work for the courts and be a judge all the way down to a, a rapist creep like this is Devon Rivera. So that's really a bad thing. Um, we're going to take a momentary break so I can announce um, another call that I have coming up this weekend, and I want you guys to know that. So we're going to see what that's going on. Yeah. This Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to have guest speaker Mark Anthony, and he's going to be discussing the hidden truth of voice to skull, UK, which is synthetic telepathy. This young man has, uh, his research has discovered uh, the course of this payment harboring crime that many of us in our community did. So do join me this Saturday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TalkShoot. And my call is 142-124. Again, that's 142-124. Wonderful speaker. His name is Mark Anthony. The Hidden Secret of B2K. So, um, I have a question right now that I have right now, um, Professor Martinez, um, that I wanted to address to you right now myself. Would you please tell me then, um, what's really, have they hyped up uh, their harassment towards you and your mother recently because of this, uh, one of the main primary judges, is this John Gallagher? Yes, I think so, and I think that um, it, this is because um, the people involved in my case uh, are running for office, uh, interestingly enough. Um, the judge, uh, John Gallagher, is running for office. Uh, he's expected, uh, expecting to earn $193,000 per year for intimidating people and uh, doing false fabricated cases and uh, sending people to jail uh, knowing that they're innocent. So this is the type of people that are running for office in Monroe County in the state of New York. Also, uh, Mr. Edward uh, McLeanathan, uh, uh, I'm mutilating his, his name, uh, Edward McLeanathan uh, is also the judge, the um, lawyer for Esteban Diaz-Rivera, the illegal alien mafia that, that is being used to fabricate this case against me to try to put me in jail. He's also 
So I think it's very coincidental the fact that they are both running for office. They are subjugating, going after me, uh, subjugating me, going after me. Uh, and uh, they are doing that in the same courtroom, courtroom 403, uh, where uh, Collazo used to be with Judge Chiano, which was the judge in the, um, the case that I was uh, documenting uh, regarding the illegal aliens mafia uh, incarcerating people when uh, an illegal aliens mafia member asked for that favor, in this case, Esteban Diaz Rivera, because remember that Esteban wanted the custody of, the, of Collazo's child get welfare benefits because that's a very juicy uh, welfare package. It would, it would have been uh, Section 8, another Section 8 to sell, uh, another set of food, uh, uh, food stamp uh, package, another um, a monthly uh, um, stipend uh, to buy clothing for ch uh, the child, uh, or uh, money to buy furniture for the child. Um, a, a three uh, housekeeping, I mean, three, three uh, home attendants, one uh, for the morning, uh, the evening, and uh, at night that the taxpayers were going to pay for, and uh, he was going to receive much more money. So he, the, the uh, same uh, family court that is uh, railroading me uh, was the same family court that falsified DNA records for Esteban Diaz Rivera for him to get the custody of uh, Collazo, Carlos Collazo's child, which was two years old, uh, at the time that Esteban killed his mother uh, and left him uh, orphan. So he was going to get his custody, but since I um, used the show to report him, and I also contacted uh, government employees and told them that I knew that Stevan was not the father of the child, and that he only wanted the that I knew that he only wanted the child to get more welfare benefits, and I was going to report this to news reporters. They told him no, so they backed down. Uh, they backed down, um, and they they canceled the deal and uh, did not go on with the falsification of the uh, DNA records. And uh, one night, I heard him say, "Oh, I hate her. I hate her." after I spoke to Child Protective Services and told him the information that I was aware of. Uh, and after that, then the, the whole case in the family court against me started, uh, even though we were not family and we were not even living together under the same roof, which is a violation of the law. That's like, that's like if they apply uh, Baker Act on you and you are not acting uh, suicidal or uh, acting like you wanted to kill uh, the people around you. That's illegal. They cannot just baker act somebody because they want to do uh, a baker act. Uh, similarly, they cannot uh, enter a case in the family court uh, when, it is a not, when, it, when it is not a family court case. You cannot file um, a bankruptcy in family court or divorce court because the case is in the wrong court. And you cannot file a divorce in bankruptcy court because the, the case would be in the wrong court. So it invalidates the claim. So this is the, the situation. After I reported this, then uh, I found too many coincidences. Uh, I am in the same courtroom as 
Collazo. Uh, I am with a judge that is uh, that practicing practices from the bench uh, in violation of Title 28, uh, U.S. Code 454. So it's Title 28, U.S.C. Uh, 454, uh, and that's the vultures rule. Uh, when they do that to you, you tell them that they are in violation of the vultures, uh, B-U-L-T-U-R-E-S, rule, Title 28, U.S. Code 454, and that's a high misdemeanor for the judge. He should be uh, processed legally for that, and he should be given a ticket, a sum. Uh, 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 he should pay uh, for a ticket for that. Uh, also, uh, every, everybody involved in my case knows that the case is uh, fake uh, and it is not a valid case and they are uh, sitting there getting paid for that case to prosecute this case. Uh, the DNA, I mean the, the, the ADA, um, the district attorney's assistant, the judge, uh, my attorney, everybody else, is, everybody there is getting paid for supposedly doing his job or her job, when in reality they know that they are just killing time in order to tell the taxpayers, oh, I am working and I'm getting my salary, when they know that they are practicing salary theft because they are um, supposedly, they are doing a job that they know they're not doing, and that's salary theft. Yes, it is. And stuff you, there's a lot of that going around. They don't do too much of anything. Salary theft, yes. And again, it, what, what is this whole takeover of, uh, wait, if they keep stealing all of these taxpayer resources, are, is this country broke? I mean, because uh, where's some, you know, oh, unless it's what Karen Stewart said, they just keep printing up the money from thin air. <laughs> this is why the country is broke, and that's why we all, like, uh, $21 trillion, uh, and uh, I don't know how we're going to pay that because I don't see people around wanting to to uh, work or wanting to pay taxes. Everybody is committing crimes. They're not paying their taxes. They're uh, working on the side, getting welfare benefits, and uh, there is no um, overseer. Uh, there is nobody that is doing anything like these people at the welfare department, at the department of DSS, uh, are trafficking with citizens' identities and government benefits. Um, the police knows this, and they look the other way. The congressmen, uh, congresspersons know this. They look the other way. The senators uh, and assemblymen uh, and assembly people know this, and they look the other way. It's like a school with no principal uh, and no teachers, and the, the children are doing whatever they want. There is no supervision. So I don't know how we're going to pay our debt. I don't either. I really don't. And it's all, it doesn't seem like it, guys, right now, but um, it's all really interconnected. It really is. It connects. I don't know. I, I think it connects to corruption, quite frankly. I'm, I'm, I'm starting sometimes to just wonder, is this program just with their little ray gun weapons, is that still just a cover for old-fashioned uh, organized crime? Best way to get rich is to traffic other citizens on your land. Um, now, let's get this uh, so all of us so we can um, have this set. Um, the best bet for the resistance 
we need to start calling and making complaints. Is that right? Uh, on these uh, corrupt yes. budgets, the state yes. commission judicial conduct. Yes, you go. You write your letter. Uh, it doesn't have to be too long. Um, and you uh, report the judge uh, to the state New York. In my case, it's New York State uh, Commission on Judicial Conduct. In your state, I assume, is uh, Indiana uh, Commission on Judicial Conduct. And in California, I think it, it, it would be like uh, California Commission on Judicial Conduct. But uh, there are two things. Um, there is uh, a disciplinary committee for the judge, the, the judge, which is what I just said, and one committee for the attorney. So if you need to to report a judge, you report it to the New York State Commission of Conduct if you are in New York State. But if you want to report an attorney, then you have to go, you have to uh, report it to the disciplinary uh, committee uh, for the um, uh, attorneys. So it's not the same department. You report the judges to one department, and you report the attorneys to the other department. Some people get confused, but there are two different departments. Uh, that is correct. And <clears throat> the basic number I want to give all of you guys out here that will direct you either if you want to send an email or fax would be the State Commission Judicial Conduct and the telephone number for the state of New York is area code 585-784-4141. And judge number one is John, B is in boy, B is in boy, Gallagher, spelled G is in George, A is in apple, Ellison Love, Ellison Love, A is in apple, G is in George, H is in Harry, E is in Edward, R is in Robert. Again, his first name is John, initial B. The second uh, judge in this matter would be common spelling of Teresa, T-H-E-R-S-A, Teresa. Middle initial D is in David, common spelling Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Um, call, concerns, remarks, and tell them to an endly drop this case and immediately investigate these judges for open court trafficking of innocent citizens. Railroad is in trumped up charges that are just a waste, and I mean a thorough waste, of taxpayers' dollars. This is getting... I think you guys have heard it on some of my other calls, but we cannot be naive. Our spiritual background can reflect the times we live in. We can look back on our Bible in ancient times, but those times are repeating themselves now. It's what I think my younger sister Lillian, who I live with, has always told me. Man and his advancement, either technology or just modern modernization. You don't have to go two miles to get your water from the well. You can just go to the faucet. What I'm saying is each and every generation, we further move ahead. But as human beings, the human condition does not move much. 
It might have been ancient times, I want your oxen. Today's time, I want your job. I want your car. I want your wife. The eyes are never satisfied. The human condition for good and evil has remained the same. It hasn't changed much. It really hasn't. We just dress differently and can move around or get their destination faster. That's all. And it's very sad. Now, again, before we, uh, we're going to have a little bit shorter call, and I'm going to make sure Professor Martinez is out loud to everything and giving us all the information. I personally want to take just a quick few minutes. This call is of solutions, but more importantly, this call is of the resistance. And a resistance, since really mad, means all it really means is. I resist being your human slave. I resist this program, and I'm going to speak out. I can't stress it enough. If you think that you're safe, just giving all the attention to boo-boo or gang stalkers, it's much bigger than them. And really, they're only around you as a means to make money. They don't even see us as human beings. We're things in the eyes of a trafficker. If you think I'll be complicit and bide my time and someday I'll get out of this, um, I don't know about that, but I can assure you if it's your time to be assassinated and the more chronically ill you become or more isolated you become or less of a rebel to fight this, they pretty much, if I'm thinking like a criminal, like a murderer, I would kill you right away. You're, you're not even going to fight me. I would kill you right away. So complacency does not guarantee safety. And four years ago, before my sister and I were targeted, I probably didn't even have thoughts like this. But treated like this, suffering like this, knowing how you're trafficked via governmental benefits, sexual, labor, it's all human trafficking. Slavery, and that is their intent. As she just, as Professor Martinez really explicitly said, they'll keep using your name and identity over and over and over and over until, um, until basically, even if you don't fight them, your name is so played out they've got to kill you so that illegal can step into your identity. It's been used, saturated too much. Professor Martinez, do you have anything you'd like to share? Continued. And uh, as well as anyone have any questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and start a. We're going to probably be ending in the next 20 minutes or so. Yes, I wanted to uh, share something with you. Um, I uh, know that you shared the New York State Commission on Judicial Judicial Conduct information, uh, the fax number as well as the uh, phone number and the address, uh, right? Uh, I have information about uh, the uh, attorney grievance committee because a lot of citizens speak the same thing, it's not the same thing. So uh, the, if you want to uh, report uh, a lawyer in New York, you go to the attorney grievance committee. Uh, if you are in Monroe County, you go to attorney grievance committee, fourth judicial department, like one, two, three, four, fourth judicial department, uh, in the 7th Judicial District. Uh, and the address is 50, so it's 50, 
50 East Avenue, Suite 404, Rochester, New York, 14604-2206. And the phone number for the Attorney Greeted Committee, that only for attorney is, to report attorneys is 585 
told me that he was going to come to arrest me because uh, I violated a court order um, that Esteban had against me and that he had a, a, a warrant for my arrest. So that was on the 4th of May. On the 5th of May, I spoke the next day, I spoke to his boss's boss. So his boss is Sergeant Van Giovanni, uh, a, a Officer Rom's boss uh, is Sergeant Van Giovanni. So I spoke to Sergeant Van Giovanni's boss, which is Brian uh, Maroon, and Lieutenant Brian Maroon checked the computer records and saw that there was no warrant for my arrest. So this assassin working as a police officer, uh, Officer Ross, back number 453, was lying. So in view of that, I went and got uh, a restraining order against uh, Esteban Diaz-Rivera. And when I got the restraining order against Esteban Diaz-Rivera, then I went and I tried to appeal the uh, unconstitutional court order because it was clearly uh, violating rights, and I was told that I couldn't appeal it. So that means that there is a one-way uh, court proceeding when it comes to illegal alias mafia victims. They cannot appeal or do anything to defend themselves. So that shows conspiracy, and that shows illegality. So if you have to document something, make sure you document that. Uh, I spoke to so-and-so. The person told me that, I, that he had a, an arrest warrant. Uh, the next day I spoke to the, his boss's boss. He has more access to any computer system in the police department. He looked for the arrest warrant. There was not that uh, lying and falsifying police records. And for that, the, the police officers can be fired and uh, they can take away their pension. So this, this uh, assassin working as a police officer uh, should be fired and his pension should be taken away for what he did. Uh, and also remember that when uh, uh, you um, go to file for uh, a, an appeal or file for recusing uh, a judge or an attorney uh, who is posting as a judge or, or, or when they are railroading you, you don't have to pay for the form. When I went to, rec to file the recusal form against... Um, uh, the attorney that was uh, issuing the constitutional court order against me, uh, I didn't have to pay. I saw people who went to file the recusal forms uh, before. They didn't have to pay. I have I have filed recusal forms before. I never had to pay. But when I went to the county to file that recusal form against the uh, Judge Gallagher, uh, my railroader, uh, they charged me uh, $45 so they could packet this money because I know that there is no fee for, for uh, filing a recusal form. They uh, also showed me that or gave me the evidence to show that uh, they are packeting this money because in order for the recusal form to be filed, it needs to be notarized. And they did not notarize my recusal form. That means that they have no intention of filing my recusal form. Are you following me? So. If you do that, if you do certain things like that, you keep your mouth shut and you document that, and when the, the time comes, then you say they are um, committing fraud and stealing from the, from the uh, citizens. Why? 
because they charge me a fee for something that has no fee to be filed. Moreover, moreover, they I know that they did not um, charge me a fee for that because in order to file that, they were supposed to uh, notarize it, uh, and they did not notarize it. That means they, they did not file it. Are you following me? And also, when I went to the family court and I told them, I know that my case should not be filed in this family court, and the court order is invalid because it was filed in the wrong court. But I am giving you notice that I am filing for this recusal form um, for George Gallagher because he's in violation of the vulture rule. And he's in violation of the vulture's rule, which is a high misdemeanor, uh, and he's acting against my best interest. I am filing for this recusal. And they told me that they uh, were going to uh, charge me $300 for that. They say $95 for the three cases that they have against me, knowing that the cases are in the wrong court and knowing that the case is invalidated, that this this invalidated. So in, in, besides stealing your identity, your government benefits, and um, uh, having illegal aliens mafia members rob, rob you, uh, stealing your property, and um, uh, stealing uh, your gas uh, from your car and your oil from your car. When you go to the institutions that are supposed to give you justice, the criminals working there as government employees also rob you and steal from you. So when you oh, go yes. to court, instead oh, of yes. justice, you get a suit. You are right. Oh, oh, bet they do. I'm telling you, they they steal and exploit us from everything from the blood to the marrow, guys. It's the shakedown of all times. False when you go, you know, just everywhere. DMV to register your car, they could have hidden fees. They try to rip us off with uh, car insurance, everything. Ripping us off. Cable bill, phone bill, court, uh, falsified, well, should I say false, uh, trumped up court fees. That's a good way to say it. That, that we don't need to pay. As long as we are penny broken, we're eligible for a lot of government benefits. We are paupers. They have made us paupers. But guess what? It's still taking down the country because it requires taxes to keep a bitch going, the bitch called America. And when you're collapsing people from their jobs and these criminals don't work, they steal government benefits, the sum is still the same. Someone has it in their mind to collapse America. No money, no taxation, no money. That means more states and government money is spending out than coming in. That, you know, I hope they can make America great. I don't know. One thing, America needs to get back to work. It ain't enough, you know, of the young people in the workforce. That you got that right. Very, very sad. But we want justice for you, Professor Martinez. Uh, Guest five has already said, uh, great work, Lauren, and we are blessed. Tell uh Tell her I love her and pray for us all. And that's really what we need to do. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Professor Martinez? We're going to end soon tonight. No, I think that uh, I have said everything that I needed to say. And the only thing that I want to uh, close with is to remember that God is in control, not the illegal aliens mafia. God is in control. That's right. When I hear that, especially hearing what you're going through, it's almost everyone, we have to give God almost a crazy praise. That You know what I mean? He will carry us through. 
Because look at what they deemed for us in our lives. We did nothing wrong, but I'm going to get you fired from your job and your profession. I'm going to steal your identity, your credentials. You're not going to make a dime. I'm going to have you broke and hungry like a poor church mouse. I'm telling you, what they, they don't care about us, you guys. They want us to just be roaming, just wandering the streets and eating out of trash cans. They have nothing good. Their intentions, there's nothing good for us nor positive. But God is still in control. Uh, again, I want to remind everyone that this Saturday we will have a call at 7 p.m. I hope you can t- come and please invite others. It's going to be on the hidden truths of voice to skull, synthetic telepathy. And uh, with that, if no one has any questions, uh, Solange, I want to give you a warm thank you for scheduling the show tonight. And uh, please give it about two or three minutes and it downloads onto TalkShoe. And please, um, Take the call and post it as many places as you can. I would love to see it go viral. Please call these courts for Professor Martinez. Let's expose these horrible, corrupt judges, Judge Gallagher, John B. Gallagher, and Judge Teresa Diaz and Dog Johnson, Moreau County, New York as well as these uh, ADAs and councils that are corrupt. They are trying, attempting to send an innocent to jail while they protect a criminal rapist. This is insanity. Or, as most people will say, no, it's corruption. Like many countries that are not democratic, practice. Except, guess what? I thought I was in America. You know? Again, thank you, uh, Professor Martinez, for joining us tonight. And I... We'll continue to pray for you and your mother that you guys are safe. And for that matter, everyone on that call, I can't thank you guys enough. Good night. See you Saturday at 7 p.m. Good night. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.